0: Praise God. Are you happy to be here? Yes. Praise God. In this camp, we're going to learn deeper about being led by the Spirit of God. We taught last year some of the lessons, and you can listen to those in the internet or YouTube spirit-led living in English, and we have in Thai as well. But I will continue this year, and I hope that we can finish the whole series this year about the spirit-led life. I believe that this is one of the very important subjects of Christian walk. And unfortunately, many Christians around the world, including me many years ago, did not understand about being led by the spirit. And that's why their life is in a mess. That's why they fail or they have troubles and they blame people. They blame God. They blame everybody because they make wrong decision. They move in the wrong direction and they get into trouble. Therefore, I believe that this is one of the most important truths that we should learn in life and we should develop and grow in it. This thing will not happen overnight. It takes time to develop how to walk in the Spirit, how to be led by the Spirit of God. I want to say something here. It's very wonderful to learn about faith principle, how to have faith in your heart and how to speak the word of faith to command things to happen. It's very important. It's very important to understand the authority of believers that you have authority to command sickness and demon and disease. You have authority to walk with power on this earth. It's so important to understand the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Or you understand the prayer principle, how to pray effectively according to the Bible. But even though you know all these principles, faith principle, authority principle, prayer principle, the anointing. But if you don't connect to the leading of the Holy Spirit, you can be a failure. You need to mix all the principles you learn with being led by the Spirit of God. When you exercise authority, when you exercise faith, you need to know how to do it, where to do it, whom you do it, how do you know all this answer? Who will tell you? the Holy Spirit? But if you do all these things out of the flesh, out of your own idea, you can fail. and you may think that God principle do not work. Actually, God principle work, but you need to be doing it by the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you study about the life of Jesus in the full gospel carefully, and you read his story, you can see that the Lord Jesus Christ was led by the Spirit in every single second of his life. He would never do anything without being led by the Spirit of God. He did not do anything out of his own mindset, his own thinking or emotion. Therefore, it's so important to learn in this camp how to hear from God, how God leads us so that we can be fruitful. If you can be led by God and do everything by the leading of God, you will be blessed, you shall be fruitful. Therefore, faith principle and being led by the Spirit principle all connected. You need to understand this. All things are possible with God. And all things are possible with those who believe. But what do you believe? You need to believe in what God says. And God says to you in two ways. In the Bible and by the Spirit. So you cannot connect your faith with only any human idea. You need to know the Bible and you need to know what the Spirit say at that moment. We receive from God, not according to what He is able to do, but we receive from God according to our faith and according to His will. Therefore, we need to know His will, and we need to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit about His will in each particular situation. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching your people in this series of teaching. Spirit led living. Lord, we want to learn and grow in this subject, in this truth. And Lord, we can teach our children. We can teach your children in the church as well and be example to them how to be led by the Spirit of God. We ask your Holy Spirit to teach us today And all these teachings in this series as well. We thank you so much. We open our ears to hear what the Spirit wants to say. We open our heart to receive. And we promise you, Lord, that we will not be just listener or hearer of the word. But we want to be doer of your word as well. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage all of you as believers that we need to be diligent and faithful in developing our spiritual life. Our spirit needs to be stronger. We need to develop the things of the spirit, not just only the muscle, not only to try to entertain your mind, but you need to develop the things of the spirit inside your life here. The things of the Spirit include faith, include being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, wisdom of God. All these things need to be developed so that we can be stronger and we can be fruitful. And after we learn all these principle, we need to then exercise all the principle in the Bible on a daily basis so that we can grow more. I want to encourage you to build up your faith. Have more faith in God. And faith comes by three things. Faith comes by, number one, hearing and hearing of the Word of God. I want to encourage you to be diligent in hearing the good anointed teaching. Number two, faith comes by being filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit gives you the gifts of faith. And number three, Faith comes by association. If you hang out with people who always complain, doubtful, unbelieving, you're going to be doubtful people. But if you hang out with people of faith, that anointing will flow into you and you can have more faith. When you have more faith, what seemed impossible to you 10 years ago, now it looks easy and possible. I grow in this area, I grow in faith for many years. Every year, I can see myself that the things that look so big for me, look like a big mountain, become a small thing now because my faith is growing and I can fight with all those mountains by faith. We need to continue to develop our faith. The reason because I'm going to preach in this sermon that faith is so important in connecting with walking with the Spirit of God. Amen? We cannot live on somebody's faith all the time. A lot of people have this idea. I just go to church and the pastor will pray for me. Oh, pastor, I'm sick. Pray for me that I'm healed. Oh, pastor, I need a job. Could you pray for me that I have a job? You depend on the pastor's faith. Actually, we should not do that way. All of us should have our own faith. All of us should know how to walk by faith. All of us should be led by the Spirit of God. The pastor will not be with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You need to have your own faith in every situation and you need to know how to hear from God in every situation. On the freeway, in the car, while you're working, you cannot call your pastor to help you. You need to have faith and you need to be led by the Spirit everywhere you go. Now we're going to learn more in this camp how to be led by the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 say, For as many as are led, you're going to hear this scripture again and again, because I want you to get into your spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. How many people are sons and daughters of God? Raise your hand up. If you are sons and daughters of God, because you repent of your sin, because you believe in Jesus, you have him in your life, and you walk with him, you have the right and you have the privilege to be led by the Spirit of God. Wow, actually, as believers, we have greater advantage than the non-believer. Much more. Non-believers have no Holy Spirit on them. They have to deal everything by their own ability. But as believers, we can be led by the almighty God who created the heavens and the earth, who knows everything, who loves us so much, and who means well to us, and who wants us to be successful and go higher and higher. He's a good God. and. That God that we talk about, the Holy Spirit, live on the inside of us. Amen? And you can see that example in the book of Acts. The book of Acts is our model of the church life. Everything that's written in the book of Acts, we can learn how to be a Christian in this dispensation or generation. In the book of Acts, you can see, actually we should call the Acts of the Holy Spirit. It's not the Acts of the Apostle. It's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, we learn that the Holy Spirit was involved in their daily life, their personal life, and their ministry life. The Holy Spirit spoke to them. The Holy Spirit guided them, told them what to do, told them what to say. The Holy Spirit even was forbidding them not to do certain things. And you can see some scripture in the Bible that they both agree. The disciple and the Holy Spirit agree to do something for the church, such as in Acts chapter 15, verse 28. The Bible says, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. Everyone say, "It it seems good. That should be the way we live. Everything we do, it seems good to the Holy Spirit, and it seems good to me. In this camp, we're going to learn about the word witnessing. We are a witness, and the Holy Spirit is also a witness, and two witnesses agree and seem good together. In Acts chapter 16, verse 6, Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. So in that generation, God said, don't go to Asia yet, go to another city. Who forbade them not to go to Asia? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was so real to the early church disciple. The Holy Spirit got involved in their daily life. Where to go, what to do, what to say. They were being led by the Spirit of God. They have that relationship with the Spirit of God all the time. And as the 21st century church, we should develop that kind of lifestyle like the book of Acts. We should be led by the Spirit of God all the time. I have so many testimonies how God led me in my daily life. Even little, little things. How to find the key. I lost something. Then I connect to the Holy Spirit. He told me where to find what I lost. When I perform surgery, I'm not lying. It's true. Every single step from that moment I grabbed the knife and cut on the skin, I listened to the Holy Spirit. He would say, go to right, do this, do that. All the time, I was led by the Spirit of God. When I talked to my patients in the office, in the clinic, God told me what to say, what to hear, what question I should ask. When I look at the x-ray, where I should see, everything, what I should look at, everything in my life, I want to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Before we learn this lesson, most Christians around the world are not led by the Spirit, including me, before I know the Holy Spirit. When we talk about non believers, no question, this is the way of their life. But for believers, sometimes we still follow the way of the world. Many people around the world do not know how to look to the Holy Spirit, do not know how to be led by Him. So, what do they do each day in decision making? They are head led, they are reasoning led. They are intellectual-led. They are feeling-led. They are emotion-led. They don't know the Holy Spirit. So they go by feelings. They go by emotions. They go by what their head tells them to do. They go by their intellect. And we cannot learn about to be led by the Holy Spirit overnight. Therefore, this camp is important that we can learn together how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Have you ever heard people saying this way? People say this way, I will not go over there because I feel that they don't like me. I feel like they will not welcome me. That is a feeling led. That is not the Holy Spirit led. Actually, even though they don't like you, if God wants you to go, the Spirit will tell you to go, you should go anyway. Because if you love people, they will love you back. Even though people may not like you, but you should be led by the Spirit and go where God tells you to go. Don't go by feeling. Sometimes you go by feeling up and down and then you will miss the will of God you will miss the best of your life you miss out on good things in your life because you go by your feeling Amen. some people are money led some people are money led they make decisions and plan their yearly calendar by their financial benefit if they get more money they will go if they don't get money they will not go So we need to be careful not to be led by money, by personal benefit. That should not be the lifestyle of believers. Sometimes we go some places because we think that we can gain more money. No, no, no. We don't do that. Another way that people do, I'm not saying that God cannot do this thing. God can do it in this generation. But be careful. Don't depend. On the external physical signs to be your leading. Everyone say external. Physical signs. These things are for baby Christians. Sometimes God show mercy to baby Christians. But it's not for mature Christians. And they quote the Old Testament. They quote Judges chapter 6 verses 36 to 38. Talking about Gideon. Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand as you have promised, look, I will place a wool fleece on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece and all the ground is dry, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand. As you said, or in other words, if his professor allowed when he called me to be a pastor I would say that if the dog of my daughter can flip in the air three times they can flip in the air three times I will become a pastor and that is what happened Gideon rose early the next day he squeezed the fleece and wrung out the dew a bowl full of water it's okay for Gideon to be led by external sign you know why? Because in that generation, people don't have the Holy Spirit in them. In that generation, the Holy Spirit was on certain people. Everyone say on. On. So the Holy Spirit was on the king. The Holy Spirit was on David, on the prophet, on the priest, but not in them. Just anoint them. But in our generation, the Holy Spirit is both in and on us. So, in that generation, they could not listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit like us. So, they have to depend on the external physical sign. They were guided by external physical sign. We are not supposed to be led by the external thing, we are supposed to be led internally by the Spirit of God. Amen. I sometimes talk to baby Christians or carnal Christians. They will say like this to me. This is a true story. One Christian was driving on I-5 in Seattle, going to visit somebody. And suddenly, he saw the number on the license plate, something. I don't remember what the, the number. And when she calculate, it come out like No to say, say, wow, the license plate told me that I need to turn my car back to home and then not go there. I then I listen to that. Are you real? This is the way you live a Christian life? You go by license plate? That's not what the Bible say. We are led by the Spirit. The Bible never say we are led by the dog, the fish, the cat or the license plate. We are led by the Spirit internally. Some people may say like this, Lord, if you want me to, to go to church camp in year 2018, you need to let five red trucks go by my house, one after another. And you never see five red trucks go in front of my house, one after another, I will go to church camp next year. Wow, that is the way of carnal Christians or immature baby Christian. Can can God do that? Can God mercifully do something for you so that you can go to camp in year 2018? Yes, he can bring red trucks in front of your house to help you to go to camp so that you will be listening to the good teaching and become more mature. But that should not be your Daily living. To depend on the red trucks, To depend on the dog flipping around in the air. You should not be led by external things. And if you, I tell you, if you push hard enough. If you push hard enough to pray like that. You know who's going to step in? The devil. The devil is a very good actor. He is better than American movie Actors, He can act and he can do things externally. He can do something in the physical realm to guide you to the wrong direction. Sometimes people like this. If this Sunday, the pastor that I feel offended by him because he preached too strong last Sunday, wear the white color. It means I need to leave this church. People say like that pastor today doesn't smile at me it means I need to leave the church that is not the way of believers, we are led by the spirit of God Satan can do any physical things, even signs and wonders to guide you and lead you to the wrong direction you should be led internally by the spirit have you ever heard this kind of prayer I did, myself and I repented you pray like this, God if you want me to do that, please open the door for me. Open the door. But if you don't want me to do that, please shut the door. Have you ever heard that kind of prayer? Pastor, aloud, did pray that before when I was a new believer. Be careful of this kind of prayer. This kind of prayer indicates that you are depending on external things or opportunities you are not led by opportunities. You are not led by external thing. When you know that God called you to do something for sure in your spirit, and many doors are shut, locked, bolted, and barred, and you cannot get there. And if you know in your spirit, this is what God called me to do. This is where I need to go even the door was shut you stand there and smile I believe I proclaim I am gonna get there I command this door to be opened in the name of Yeshua Hamakim I gonna be there because God confirmed to me in my spirit I remember when I started the church New Hope International Church in 1988 oh I tell you Many doors were shut. Many doors. I lost all the Thai friends in Seattle. People who were my friend and I got him saved and get him baptized with the Holy Spirit turn around and gossip about me. My relative rejected me. I lost friend, relative, doors shut after door. But I knew and I knew that God called me. start the church. So I don't care the doors are shut or not. I'm going to keep going, 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 and the doors have to be opened for me eventually by faith. Amen? So don't go by doors. Amen? Uh, On the other hand, you may encounter two wide big doors open by the devil. And you see all the doors are open. I'm going to walk in. And you get into big trouble because those two open doors were a trap or the snare of the enemy. That's why please don't be led by opportunities. Don't be led by external thing. Period. Somebody may come to you and say, oh, I have an open door for you. If you invest this money with me, you're going to get a lot of money back. Be careful! It sounds good. Open door, but you may lose all the money later on, because that is not the door of God. Amen, Hallelujah. Two days ago, my brother-in-law told me that my brother-in-law is in another big church in Seattle, and he said that one gentleman, ancient gentleman, came to his church and spoke so nice, very good personality. And get a lot of people invest with him, money. And only a few months later, that man was in jail. The FBI, and I heard from my brother-in-law that about fifteen million dollars, fifty million dollars. Pastor Dar, remember number? She is an accountant. I'm not. She is very good in number. Fifty million dollars were stolen by this man from many Christian organizations in the world. $50 million because people look at the door open. Actually, I heard this story too come to me about this man. But I say, the Holy Spirit told me, don't get involved. I am not looking for money. I'm building the church. I'm not building a business. So I was saved. Our church did not lose money. Amen? So an opportunity should not be our leading. You see, we have so much to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you are led by opportunities, you are led by feelings, you are led by external things, you can get into a mess. You can miss the plan of God in your life. In conclusion, we should not be led by opportunities, money, feelings, emotions, likes or dislikes. Sometimes God calls you to do something you don't like. You have to do it. Amen? So you do because God calls you. You should have this kind of mindset. God, I will do your will. Even though I don't like it. Even though I don't feel like it. Don't go by feeling the book of Psalm, chapter 40, verse 8, King David say, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. The law local and the law of the Holy Spirit, the law of the Spirit is in my heart. You see, God deal with you in your heart, not external sign, in here. God leads you inside here, in your heart. My dear brother and sister, God is much smarter than we are. Is that right? He knows the future. He knows in and out. He knows everything. We can be deceived. We don't know everything. So when God say, I want you to do this, even though you don't like it, right away you say, okay Lord, I did not like it one second ago. But now you say, I do this, I like it now. Because you are smarter than me. Amen? Amen? And your brain will say, your head will say, No, 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 no. You're going to have to work harder. The head doesn't like it. You say, head, shut up. I'm going to go with the Lord. I'm not going to go with my head. Have you ever done that? Sometimes your head says something, your heart says another thing, because you follow the Holy Spirit. And you have to say to your heart, Hey, shut up. I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. Or sometimes you pray about you like something too much. You say, God, I want to do that. I want to buy that car. I want to go to that mission trip. And God answer to you, no, I don't want you to go. Don't get involved with that. You should respond because you don't like it. I don't like it either. I follow you you are much smarter than me. So we need to have that kind of mindset, like King David said, I delight to do your will. Not my will, but thy will be done. We are not going to follow our head, our feelings, our own desires, our own reasonings, our intellect, our circumstances, and even people prophecies. I'm not against prophecy. I prophesy a lot too. I prophesize and people prophesize over me. So I am for prophecy. But be careful. This is a problem. The left wing and the right wing. The left wing say we don't believe in prophecy. But the right wing is this. I am led by words of prophecy. And those people are led by the word of prophecy can be in trouble. I heard one couple in Thailand they joined a church that emphasized a lot of prophecy and somebody prophesied to them from the foreign land like a a preacher coming. you must move to south sell everything God going to use you in the south part of Thailand you know what ended up? they got divorced because they all broke financially they went to Thailand the south part of Thailand no ministry nothing happened for years the money that they saved all gone and they got divorced. They follow the words of prophecy. I heard another couple in America too. Somebody told me similar things happen because they go by word of prophecy. I told you this story many times. Many years ago, one lady came into the church as a new believer and she began to act like a prophet in the church. She said she saw Jesus. She sit in the home and Jesus and come and sit in front of her. Blah, 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 blah. And she began to prophesy in the church. But I'm very careful. I'm in the middle ground. I'm not left wing or right wing. One day I walked out from my restroom on Sunday morning. She came to me and said, Pastor, the Lord told me to tell you right now. You need to quit your job, quit this church, and pack your luggage and move to Japan. And when she said that to me, I smiled. Okay? God need to tell me too. Not just you. I'm not led by your prophecy. I am sorry. Amen. Amen. You may say, but, Pastor Lau, she or he is a prophet. Yes, she may be a real prophet. Or maybe a false prophet. And if that prophecy messes you up, it means that somebody is missing it. And that prophecy does not come from God. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 29, I'm going to read from NIV and New King James Version. Two or three prophets should speak. This is talking about the church meeting on Sunday or in the big public meeting that you should not let more people come to my microphone. Just two or three, that's it, and finish so that we have time to do something else and the others should wait carefully the Bible says wait carefully what is said in King James New King James Version the Bible says let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge in other words it doesn't matter who prophesies Pastor, Lau, Pastor Da, the most famous prophet in America in Kenja in Florida, in Thailand, give you the word of prophecy or come up to the microphone and prophesy. No matter who they are, I don't care, including me. You must judge the words of prophecy by two or three things. I add the third thing. One is by the word of God. I remember one time in Florida there was a very famous evangelist I don't want to tell you the name oh very popular at the time a lot of people fly from everywhere around the world come to this evangelist guy to lay hands and signs and wonder happen and then they claim that the Holy Spirit was moving in that meeting so I watched the YouTube when I watched I did not believe that it's the Holy Spirit because people who got touched by God have their head spin like a movie called Exorcist and they walk like this I don't see that the Holy Spirit act like that the Holy Spirit is gentle loving the Holy Spirit is peaceful not like that and then one lady come up and grab the microphone as a prophet and began to prophesy and I listen in the YouTube all unbiblical not in the Bible at all and they say, Oh, I will not go to this meeting because it sounds like there is a mixture of Holy Spirit and demon in there. I'm not going to get involved with this ministry. And a few months after I watched that video on YouTube, that minister was gone. He left his wife, commit adultery with another woman. My dear brother and sister, number one, you judge every prophecy by the Bible. Don't listen to people easily. Don't swallow everything people say that I'm a prophet. Number two, you judge by the witness of the Holy Spirit in you. You all believers have the Holy Spirit. You can judge. The Holy Spirit will confirm or witness whether that prophecy is from God or not. Amen. Number three, you know the tree by looking at the fruit. I am not excited about signs and wonder. I'm not swallow every signs and wonder. I'm going to look at your fruit. How you treat your wife. How you spend money. How you treat people. Because if the person is full of the Holy Spirit, he will be full of the character of God. He will be full of love, peace, joy, faithfulness, love. He will not cheat. He will not cheat his wife. He will not say something that offends people. Amen. in a negative way so you need to look at the Bible, witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and three, you need to look at the fruit of that man or that woman I have heard people prophesy: the first one third from the Holy Spirit the second one third is mixed between man and the Holy Spirit and the last one third is all from man, so that's why you need to judge the word of prophecy carefully The Holy Spirit is inside you. And the children of God can expect to be led by the Holy Spirit on the inside. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. This is a very interesting scripture. Listen carefully. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone say grace. Grace. And the love of God. Everyone say love. love. And number three. The communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Interesting. Talking about the Trinity. We relate to Jesus because of grace. We don't deserve, but he died for us. The Lord Jesus is the manifestation of the grace of God. Two, we relate to the Father because he loves us. Is that right? He loves us. That's why he sent the Lord Jesus into the world to die for us. And three, how do we relate to the Holy Spirit? Communion, or fellowship. The Father loves us and we love the Father. The Lord Jesus, the Son of God, died for us, paid the price for us, took the curse, took the sickness on Him. We receive His grace to be healed. Receive His grace to be rich. We receive His grace to be delivered. But on the daily life, Who are we fellowshipping with? The Holy Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us to help us. Therefore, we need to have that fellowship with Him. Talking to Him, listening to Him, learn how to be led by Him. Romans chapter 8, verses 15 to 16. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit is in our spirit. He bears witness with our spirit. When the Holy Spirit shows up, When the Holy Spirit is manifesting, people will not be in bondage. The church will be in freedom. You notice you come to New Hope? We don't put you in bondage. We don't put law on you. We don't force you to do things. Because we allow the Holy Spirit to move, so you have freedom to serve, freedom to do anything, and you are not in fear. The Holy Spirit will not make you fear, have a fear inside. I'm not talking about the fear of God. I'm talking about phobia of fear things. Amen? So we don't need to be in fear. We have freedom. Not only that, the Holy Spirit gives us the sense of belonging. We belong to a family of God, we belong to the Father. Sense of belonging. When we come together, we look at each other's eyes. Hey, we are together. We are brother and sister. We are in the same family. When the Holy Spirit is not somewhere, you may feel the unfriendly atmosphere, the cold atmosphere, the unhappy atmosphere. How do you tell a church is full of the Holy Spirit? When a church is full of the Holy Spirit, you feel warm feel hospitable. You can sense the hospitality. You sense the love, the purity, the joy, and the peace in that congregation. Is that right? Because the Holy Spirit is moving. When people who are weak and discouraged walk into your church, they're full of the Holy Spirit, and you are so full of the Holy Spirit, they come and get in touch with you, they are strengthened. They are alive. They are quickened. They are encouraged. They walk out of your church service with, Wow, I'm strengthened today. I'm encouraged today. Because the Holy Spirit will strengthen, quicken, give freedom and joy to people. My brother and sister, God wants to use you to be the vessel filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Spirit to go and touch others that need the love, the warmth, the joy of the Lord. And when people come into contact with you, they can feel warm. They can feel hospitality. And they leave you. They walk away from you, change and strengthen and become alive again. Amen. So that is the work of the Holy Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit, you will bring freedom, peace, joy, and the sense of belonging to people. Amen? In order to develop the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, we need to do three things. We need to have these three attitudes. Number one, reverence. We need to honour the Holy Spirit. Number two, we need to recognise or become aware or realise the presence of the Holy Spirit. Number one, reverence or honour. Number two, recognize. Number three, respond to the Holy Spirit. We need to respect Him. If we want to be led by the Spirit, we need to respect the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. He should be honored, reverenced, and respected. Amen? And when He speaks something, you need to stop all the phone call, text message, game, Facebook, TV, stop and listen. Nowadays I'm very concerned about Christian in this generation. Christian in this generation are so busy with smartphone all the time. If you watch people on the street they walk around everywhere. In the past, people walk around. Hi, how are you? So nice to meet you. Nowadays, everyone walk on the street <laughs> and with the earphone here. and No one look at each other's eyes. No one say hi to one another. I remember when I started the practice in Seattle 20-something years ago. In the lounge, we have lunch. Take, eat lunch together between doctors and nurses. And when we go into that lounge, we sit down and we smile and talk. How are you doing? How's your kid? Oh, how's the surgery today? What room are you in? Oh, you are in the orthopedic surgery. Oh, I see. Oh, today I have the best assistant. We talk and talk. Nowadays, you walk into the lounge. This I'm not lying. Serious. You walk in. Everybody. (laughs) The whole time. I try to talk to somebody. I cannot. Because they're busy watching YouTube, doing something, live, text, Facebook, all the time. Amen? My dear brother sister, how can we hear the Holy Spirit if we are busy with telephone, smartphone, and Facebook all the time? We need to sometime be still, quiet, and listen to Him. We need to honor Him. Amen? Amen? Everyone say reverence. Everyone say, recognize. Recognize. Everyone say, respond. Respond. When you reverence the Holy Spirit, you need to listen. Amen? Amen? Let me ask you this question. How many people are employees in this room? You have a boss. You have a boss? Okay. Some of you are your own boss. How many people have customer? Raise your hand up. You are the boss and you, uh, you try to run business and you have customer. Let me ask this question all the employees in this room. When your boss come and talk to you will you do this? Yes boss. What? Yes boss. Okay, okay. Bye. Will you do that? What going to happen to you if you do that? Fired. <laughs> when you talk to your customer okay, you have people going to come buy your your life insurance and you (laughs) and you talk to your customer this way, the customer asks you a question and you, oh really? oh I can help you yeah, wow, that YouTube is fun oh, okay, okay, okay I help you, you think your customer is going to buy product from you? no what do you need to do? Look at their eyes. Stop everything. And listen. Honor. That we should even do more to the Holy Spirit. Turn off the TV. Turn off the telephone. Pray and listen and be quiet. And let Him lead you. You cannot be led by the Holy Spirit if you don't honor Him as God. You need to honor Him as the Master, as the Lord, as the smartest person in the whole galaxy. He is the smartest person that you must listen to and give full attention to Him more and more. Amen? Amen. That's how you should live. And tonight we're going to continue that how we should honor the Holy Spirit. What is all about honoring and how are we going to do that. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Did you learn something this morning? Yes. How many people say that from now on, I will be led internally? How many people believe that the Holy Spirit is inside you? Yes. Okay. I'm not against hearing audible voice. I'm not against seeing vision. I'm not against seeing dreams and word of prophecy at all. But that is not a norm. That is not a daily life. You can be led by the Spirit 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 60 minutes an hour, 60 seconds a minute, all the time. You don't need to wait for prophecy. You don't need to wait for a dream, a vision, or a dog flipping in the air three times. You can be led by Him all the time. Small things, big things, major things, and even what to order for food in the restaurant. What kind of drink you're going to drink? You can be led by the Spirit so that you will not eat too much. Sometimes you walk into the restaurant and you're so hungry. Have you experienced this? You walk to the restaurant, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, um, the spring roll, Pad Thai, and also Bun Thit Neuang, and also Dragon Roll. You order four things. After you eat the first thing, you're full. And now, you have to chop for it because you don't want to throw away. You have to be careful. The Holy Spirit will tell me, order this much and stop. And so I order a little bit and stop. Even ordering food in the restaurant can be led by the Holy Spirit. All the time. Amen. Hallelujah. Talking to your children, led by the Holy Spirit answering the email, led by the Holy Spirit. Talking to your wife, happy wife, happy life, led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? All the time. Thank God. Father, we thank you so much for teaching all of us very important truth in the Bible. Lord, we're going to learn more. We're going to develop and grow. We promise you, Lord, we want to live a spirit-led life, Lord. We thank you so much. Show us, help us to have experience so that we will not make mistakes, so that we will not be carnal. We will not be immature Christian all the time. We want to be mature. We want to be like Jesus who was led by the Spirit 24-7. We want to follow the footstep of Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhope.org newhopeinternationalchurch.com International Church.com. I'm so th-